Welcome to the Good News Mama podcast, a place to get in touch with other mamas, share the load, and know the Lord. Here, we aim to lift each other up in the good news of Jesus and the laughter that comes with motherhood. We are a community of mamas just trying to keep the main thing the main thing. I'm your host, Lynn Carter. Each time you tune in, I pray you are encouraged and that you leave challenged and breathe a sigh of relief that you are understood. We were not meant to do life alone, Mama. Thanks for joining in. Let's do this and let's share the good news. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the podcast. I'm reaching out today about my testimony and my experience with my baptism, the struggle that I had getting to that point of baptism. That may sound weird because they kind of go hand in hand. When you turn your life over to Christ, then you get baptized after that. But I share my heart behind the podcast briefly initially and then go into why I'm completely unqualified to be doing the podcast and yet continue to do it anyway. And that's because I believe that you don't have to be qualified when God calls you. You just have to be willing that he'll use you. And so I'm stepping out in faith, believing that that's what he's going to do with this podcast. And I talk about my background in the church as a part of my testimony when I confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior and when he changed my heart, uh, where I grew up and the influences that made an impact on me through Fellowship of Christian Athletes in college at East Carolina University. I hit on a few key Bible verses that shaped me and opened my eyes to God's truth and a God moment. So let's share some good news all about my testimony and baptism. I want to reach out to you and be a little vulnerable now because let's be honest, if we can't be vulnerable, what's the point of being here? We got to be real. We got to share what the truth is on our hearts and let God work through that. So I'm just going to give a brief testimony and let you guys know where I'm coming from and maybe someone can relate and get something out of it. So one of my favorite Bible verses is from Acts chapter 4, 13. It's when Peter and John were before the Sanhedrin. And the verse says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So for me, I guess I hang on to that verse so much because I am an unschooled, ordinary woman. I do not have a theological degree. I did not go to seminary. I grew up in the church. My parents took me every Sunday. Um, We were there for Sunday school, which I didn't always want to stay for, but church and Sunday school, I learned a lot about the word, Um, but I didn't have any formal training in it. I don't know the Greek. I don't know... Um, all the context of everything, but I just pray like every other Christian that God would reveal himself in his word. And he does. He shows up and he wows me whenever I ask him to. And I think that's what it takes is a willingness to step out in faith and ask God to wow me, show me in your word, what it is I can know, what I can grow from, what I can teach my family and and show others around me, uh, just the goodness of Jesus. And so with those thoughts in mind. And with that Bible verse talking about the unschooled ordinary men, but even the 
the big gurus of the day, the the Sanhedrin, the people that had been schooled, they had done that their whole lives. They were chosen and set apart. Um, that was their whole life up until that point. They still knew that these men had been with Jesus. There was a look about them. There was a, an attitude about them. There was a, a favor upon them that they knew these men had been with Jesus, that they knew what they were talking about. And they knew Jesus knew what he was talking about, even though they didn't want to admit who he was. But I guess me saying all this brings home the point that I don't really feel qualified to be doing this podcast. I don't have a degree and all the accolades, but I do have a savior that has called me and set me apart and given me a voice. I love to use my voice if you haven't figured that out yet. I'm not so much good at the editing stuff, but I love to talk and I have the courage that he equips me with to do this. And I just want this podcast to be a place where mamas can come and feel like they're not alone. They can feel encouraged. They can feel uplifted. I don't want it to be um, some hoity-toity perfectionism-minded group or uh, preaching from a pulpit or you're right, you're wrong, that, that sort of thing. But I, I just want it to be a place of vulnerability where real thoughts and raw thoughts and unfiltered events happen. And then we look at those through the lens of Jesus and the lens of the word. And that's relatable. That's real. That connects with people because let's be honest, none of us uh, have the right thought, the first thought. You know, most of the time we're screaming at our kids or losing our, our temper and regretting what we say and then asking our children to forgive us half the time. But uh, this is a place where I'm going to ha- ask other women that are honest and courageous to share their story and to inspire us all to know Jesus more. So um, I just wanted to start with that so you'd know my heart behind this. And um, really briefly, you know, I said I grew up in church. I came to know the Lord when I was 11. It was actually, I know the date because um, I had a cousin born one year later on the same exact date. And she was a miracle baby. Her name is Bethany. She was not supposed to be born because my uncle had cancer and he had radiation along his brain stem and was thought to be sterile. And um, so it was a miracle that, that she was even conceived. And she was conceived 18 years after her older brother, which was also amazing. So, um, I just always remember that date because of her and I love her dearly. And she had some health problems growing up and she still faces her own health problems here and there, but she's always tenacious and persevering and just so inspiring with just who she is and, and the fight that she has in her. And so, um, on March 26, 1995, when I was 11, I went up front to, the um, altar of a United Methodist Church where I was raised, Oak Grove United Methodist Church. And I accepted Christ as my Savior. I prayed the sinner's prayer. I remember um, our pastor at the time, Reverend Johnny Lupton. He was given the message and he was talking about accepting Christ as your Savior and Lord. And, you know, even though I'd been up in church this whole time, I it just struck me differently. I just feel like 
God just put on my heart, you know, you haven't really done that. You haven't really committed and said that I'm your Savior and Lord. And I, I just went up there in obedience. And, you know, that was the first time that uh, I'd ever heard anyone speak in tongues. Uh, a lady from our church, Miss Sheila, she's very spirit-filled. She and uh, several other prayer warriors in our church um, laid hands on me. And um, I just remember that time very vividly. And I don't have a great memory. I'll just put that out there. But I do remember that time and just feeling the power of the Holy Spirit and being overwhelmed and amazed and having so many questions, but being excited. And um, one of my best friends actually got saved the exact same day, which I did not even know that she had gone up to the front at that point. I was in my own little world. But um, anyway, it was just an amazing time. And um, obviously, there's not a whole lot of struggle when you're 11 that you're dealing with, at least in the 80s, because well, I guess it was the 90s then. But gr- being born in the 80s and grown up in the 90s, um, no technology at that point, as far as internet and all the things that our kids face now. Um, but I had a pretty simple upbringing and was very blessed and never went without and always um, felt loved and, you know, unconditionally, you know, supported and favored and not just by my parents and my sibling, my my sister and um, my cousins who felt like siblings and, you know, our tight family, but um, the community and just everyone speaking life and speaking truth over me. It was a very healthy, thriving church and they really supported the youth and went out of their way to make Jesus known in our lives, I felt like. And um, so from that testimony and from giving my life to Christ at an early age, I just began to feel called to share Christ. And when I got in college, or excuse me, when I got in high school, um, there was a ministry there called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I am an athlete, was an athlete, I guess, before I had kids. I still consider myself an athlete, even though I haven't worked out in quite some time. But I did a lot of volunteering in that ministry, and there was a person that was in charge of it then, and his background was much more of a repent or be damned type of attitude, and it just bothered me that there was not much of the love of Christ being shown that, you know, the Bible talks about, um, the Lord's kindness leading us to repentance. And, um, anyway, so just being involved in FCA in high school and then college, and then thought I was going to go on staff at one point, I definitely fought, fought, fought the Lord on that. I did not want to go on staff. I didn't, didn't, I'm a, a very much, I have to know the answers. I have to have a clear path. I don't just go out into uncharted territories quite often. So to for me to sit down with my parents and tell them, I think I'm being called into full-time ministry. I don't know where the money's coming from. I know God's going to provide. You know, that is kind of a scary thing. But I did that. I remember telling my parents that. I remember going to um, a fundraiser in Duck, North Carolina, and just... Unfortunately, the funds weren't there at the time, but it, to me, it was um, it was God saying, thank you. That was all. I just wanted you to surrender that to me. So um, after having done that, I went on to a physical therapy school uh, at East Carolina University. I graduated from there with my degree in exercise physiology and went on to the, the doctorate program. I uh, met my husband, and 
he really challenged me in my faith. He was on fire for God, and uh, there were so many things that just amazed me about him. And um, I, I'm saying all this to come around to the point about my baptism because I grew up in the Methodist church. So after I was saved, I was not baptized in because I was baptized as an infant. And it was very confusing to me why I wasn't baptized like some of my friends were. Oh, because you already did that. That was kind of the answer that I got. But um, I accepted it because that's what I was told at the time. And I had been baptized, but my husband challenged me, you know, you haven't been baptized. And the Bible says in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized. And he's very clear about that in the word. It's not my word, it's God's word. So, you know, just that matter of fact, you know, gosh, it does say that it takes a lot of the emotion out of it. It takes a lot of the questioning out of it. It's just factual. There it is right there. Repent and be baptized. So in me at this point, there was this internal struggle. There was, okay, technically I have not made the decision to be baptized. So now after all this time, you know, 11 years later, what are people going to think? I've led all these groups. I've been involved in tons of small groups with other women throughout college and uh, through 20 something through FCA, um, gone on retreats, you know, led camps. I mean, you name it. I was just super blessed to be a part of so many different things, been on mission trip, went to the Dominican Republic with our 20 something group at that time. Um, and now I'm, internally conflicted with what will people think now she's getting baptized well did that mean that she wasn't saved before and all these things in my mind my type a personality and having to have things done the right way um, made me think you know what will people think and it was real I fought that hard I I I knew what the word said and I was conflicted back and forth because I felt like God was telling me you know, this is the word, this is what my word says, but I was hung up on what other people think. And I was volunteering as um, a leader and a volunteer at uh, Camp Willow Run in North Carolina. It was a weekend retreat. There was a church church group that was there. um, And they had announced that they were going to have baptisms later that evening. And you know, this has been on my mind. And I, I remember waking up early that morning before anybody else got up and I went out on the dock and I sat on the end of this dock and just looked out over the lake. And I remember praying to God. And sometimes I feel like there are times in our lives where we know that God speaks to us. There's other times where we just, we trust and we feel like he's leading us in the right direction. And he kind of confirms things along the way. But this was one of those times when God just showed up big for me. And, um, I opened up my devotion, which I have right here. It's my utmost for his highest by Oswald Chambers. And it's a little wordy, but there's a lot of really good stuff in it. And as I'm picking it up, it's crackling now because my five-year-old, when he was one, he threw it in the bathtub. So it's really wrinkly, (laughs) but such is life. I'm sure someone else can relate to that. But when I opened up this devotion, which I never look a day ahead, I always just focus on one day at a time. And I just remember praying this prayer and having my Bible and having this devotion book and opening it up. And I just remember saying, Lord, whatever it is you want to show me, I I will do. If Do you want me to get baptized? I will if you want me to help me to put away any other thoughts of what other people think. Just let me be obedient to you. And the devotion for that day 
was from Matthew 3, verse 11, and it highlights these words, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I just got chills, and I got chills just reading that right now because it was just the loudest confirmation that God is saying, I am the one that does the work. I have called you to do this. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. Be obedient and be blessed in that obedience. And um, at different points throughout that particular devotion, it was talking about um, just being able to get to the end of yourself where you can do nothing but where He does everything. So on August 22nd, 2006, I was baptized 11 years after getting saved and, um, and just realizing that from that devotion from God speaking to me, that it was never about what I can do, but where he does everything. And that is hard for me. (laughs) It's very hard because I, I'm a list maker. I'm a note taker. I'm a check it off, get it done, and then feel proud and satisfied at what I've accomplished. I look back on my days thinking about how much did I get done today? That would deem it a good day. If I didn't do a whole lot that day, maybe I wouldn't feel like it was that great of a day. But I'm sure some other mamas can relate to this right now. Um, I know I'm not the only one. So I want to ask you, mama, Do you know the good news of Jesus Christ? Do you know Jesus as Savior and Lord, that he is the good news, the gospel, the good news, the Greek word for gospel? uh, It actually means good news. Does he live in you? Is he the one that's helped you get to the end of yourself so that he can do everything? It's the reason we're meeting here right now, because there is good news, Mama. The gospel of Jesus is the story of his birth, death, and resurrection, and literally good news we can't live without. Repent and believe the good news. But what would it feel like to rest in Jesus and know that he is the one who does everything? So I encourage you to join me on this journey. Ask other mamas to do the same. I pray you are encouraged. I pray that you felt heard. I pray that you can know that you're not alone and know that you don't have to be working all the time, that he is working for your good. We do not have to do and be and go and strive and measure our standard of success by the accomplishments that we have had and by the things that we feel we have earned. God's doing that. He's working. I love that song. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. It is so true. And Romans tells us that in 828 of Romans, he is working it for our good. God works all things to the good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So be encouraged, mama. He is working for your good. He knows your heart better than you do. So sit back and let him take the wheel. Sit back and ask him to show you with his eyes, your family, your life, your dreams, and filter everything through him 
and ask him to do it for you. Mama, be encouraged in that good news. Hold your head high and keep your heart humble and be encouraged in that good news. Can I pray for you right now? Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for doing what we could not do. Thank you for being the good news in our lives, in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds. Lord, help us to portray you where we go. Help us to be your hands and feet and help us to let you do the work. Just that we would have a willing heart, that we would be a vessel for you and that you'd use us in whatever way that is. Lord, help us to be patient with our family, our children, our husband who sees us and knows the real us. Thank you, God, that you know the real us, that you made us and you know us better than we know ourselves. Thank you for our never giving up on us. When we want to give up on ourselves, we want to measure our worthiness by a list that we've checked off or not. Lord, thank you that you throw that list away, that that list is no good in your eyes, that you look at us only because we trust your son, Jesus, and he is the way to you. Lord, help us to live that loud. Help us to be an encouragement. Help us to be on fire and show us that we are redeemed no matter what our background is, no matter when we came to know you or if we're on this road trying to find you and don't know if we know you all the way and and want other mamas to know you that might not. Lord, let this place be a safe place. Let it be a place where we can share our thoughts and our dreams and, and really dive deep in your word and in authenticity and vulnerability with each other. All for your glory, God. I ask us in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Good News Mama. If you did, please leave me a review on iTunes. A five-star review is best. And hit subscribe. Share with your friends on Instagram and Facebook. Please email me at lynn at goodnewsmama.com. You know, I love questions. I love feedback. I want to know what you want to know. We're going to talk about what means something to you. So let's hear it. Follow me on Instagram at goodnewsmamas. That's mamas with an S. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Keep your head up. Keep your heart humble. And share that good news.